Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Carrie leaves her phone on, like you do, when, when Gloria Steinem is giving 12 of you an inspirational talk. <laughs> You leave your ringer on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we know what Google is and we know how to Google medical condition and save ourselves a trip to the doctor, unlike Charlotte and Harry. (laughs) Yes, they're living in the past. I am Amy Archer. I'm here with the amazing Leslie DJ. Hi, Leslie. How are you? I am great. And I know we're going to have a spirited debate today because <laughs> I have thoughts. Before we get into that, you looked like you were somewhere fabulous last night. So why don't you tell everybody? Because you're somewhere fabulous a lot. You know, outside of my head, yes. Um, I was at the cutting room in New York City and what they were doing was Broadway Sings. And so it's like this little troupe that performs different cover songs of different artists. And last night was Taylor Swift. Mm. So these are Broadway singers rearranging with a live orchestra Taylor Swift songs. I mean, it was outstanding. Wow. wow. So That's many cool. amazing singers from different plays that have been on different shows. Oh, it was so good. Hmm. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see some clips. And there were some people that I just like stalked when I went to the ladies room. I was like, the backstage is down here because I covered events here. And I'm like, hey, you're awesome. You need to be on my podcast because it was just amazing. And of course, today being July, what, 8th, 7th? What day is it? 7th. July 7th. Mm -hmm. I should know this. Um, Speak Now, Taylor's version is out. So that was a fun way to celebrate the release of that album. So, Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And you did see Taylor Swift right earlier this year i did at east rutherford so that was back in may it feels like forever ago forever ago yeah 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 i know this year like i said to my husband i can't believe it's almost august i know it's crazy summer's ending which is fine by me because i love the fall according to target right after memorial day they were having back to school stuff 
You know, as a kid, I hated that so much because they had this one commercial. I don't know if you remember it when they were playing. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And like the parents are like at like a Walmart, like just putting school supplies into shopping carts. And the kids are like walking, like all sad behind them because it's like, yes, we're getting rid of them, which is something that happens in this episode. I was just going to say, it kind of has that energy of the kids going on the field trip. I yeah. I feel that. Although when my kids first went to sleepaway camp, it turned into a big nightmare because they were homesick and they also had like, I don't know if you remember me talking about this at the time, but they got like a hundred bug bites each. Like yeah. they just are really highly allergic to mosquito bites. So like they were getting all these mosquito bites and they were swelling up. And so finally I just called the nurse and I'm like, look, just give them like... 50 cc of benadryl and knock them the fuck out because i need these kids to sleep and stop calling me and like it's really tough because the camp counselors will tell you like do not give in to them do not come and get Mm -hmm. them because that's what they want and you'll ruin it and they'll never stay again so i didn't and they did go the next year and then the following year was covid so you know they were sleepaway camping in my house all right so um I know you're in New York City. Is it boiling hot there today? It is so hot. I hate mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. it's humid, too, because it's been yep. raining off and on, like random thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah, it's like 90 degrees here and like 90% humidity. So It's awful. I'm not leaving the house. Mm-mm. No. All right, girl. Let's. I've put it off long enough. <laughs> we are here to cover. <laughs> And just like that, season two, episode four, alive. 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 Okay. So we, I, I, I want to talk about, well, let me read the opening and then I'll, I'll talk about my problem. So <laughs> we open on Carrie and Jackie eating breakfast at a very fancy place. And apparently she has met him there to give him a signed copy of her book and he gets violently ill and has to leave. Okay. Carrie gets a weird text and we see Enid. Now, this is a, this is the problem I'm talking about. Now, I remember Enid well from the yes. series, played by Candace Bergen. And she approaches and she and Carrie, like, so I talked about how the characters act like they've just woken up out of a 20-year-old coma. Mm-hmm. But this is part of that. Like, do you expect me to believe that she's running into Mitzi, she's running into Enid, and has not seen them for 20 years? I would have believed that more last season because it was literally right after COVID. That's like, oh, we haven't seen each other in forever. Right. But like in a while, Mm -hmm. like it just makes it feel like, again, they are plopped right into the middle of New York City. They've been in a coma for 20 years. Like Brendan Fraser and Encino Man, we wake them up. We put them in Manhattan and they're like, oh, look, it's you. It's you. Like, it's so weird. Like, she could have just said to Enid, like, oh, I haven't seen you since you left Vogue. Like, it didn't have to be, like, you know. But it's, like, to be fair, Enid was kind of trying to sneak out without making eye contact, which was funny, (laughs) which is so her character. I love that She absolutely was. She absolutely was. Can we talk about Candace Bergen for a second? Sure. Um, I love her. And I think she's almost 80, and I think she looks great. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So she tells Carrie that she's doing an Ask Enid column, which why somebody, I was like, why would, why would a column written by 70, like a boomer white female be doing so awesome among like 
middle-aged people. But then I realized, like, we had Dear Abby for a very long time. Yeah, that's who true. Who was the older, wiser white woman who was giving us advice, I guess. Never me, but, like, people were into it. Yeah. I think that was gone before we were of age, but... Probably, okay. and I believe that Playboy magazine also had like a Q&A kind of thing, ask us questions, Maxim magazine, like a lot of those magazines had that, you know, the, the sexier ones trying to justify that it's also for the articles. All the porn you were reading as a child. Was like- <laughs> I was not. My cousins I- were, and I would steal it and look at it. Did you read Hustler for the Q&A? Is that what you told me? <laughs> no, there was strictly Playboy. You know, the first Playboy I saw was one with Pamela Anderson on the cover. And it was oh, my yeah. uncle's. And he yeah. had it because he wanted to show it to my dad. And I remember he was like, oh, he was like trying to hide it or everything. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, oh. And then he thought we didn't see him. But he put it all the way on the top of like this giant like stereo system that my grandma had. That was like the TV and the stereo system and yeah. like all kinds of knickknacks on there. And I climbed on a chair to yeah, pull the it minute on, you climbed together. The minute they were gone. Because I was like, what are they looking at? And then I'm right. like, oh, I know oh. this girl from Baywatch. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm seeing her vagina. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. um, I remember when we remodeled our house, we had, um, we bought my grandmother's house when Timmy and I were first married and we remodeled the attic, which had never been remodeled. And it was where my dad and his brother like kind of lived as teenagers. And we found tons of porno mags hidden in the eaves on my uncle's side. I'm sure on my dad's side too, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Imagine like having to go and buy a magazine so weird yeah you okay. just have it on your phone yeah, i mean that's what the kids say private browser there you go private yeah. browser <laughs> i want to use a private browser to like self-diagnose myself all the time like i don't want there people to think i have this there you go <laughs> <laughs> well maybe charlotte and harry should look up a private browser yeah so Carrie had wanted Enid to blurb her book, but now she's like, you know, will you just, because Enid's like, if I blurb your book, I'm going to have to blurb everybody's book, Carrie. And she's like, well, maybe you could just mention my book in your column. And then Enid said, oh, this is where she says, if I mention yours, I have to mention everyone's. But she is launching an online magazine called Vivante. Did I say that right? Vivante. Vivante. Vivante, right? Mm-hmm. Which means alive. And is focusing on women, <laughs> Enid keeps saying, focusing on women our age. And Bergen is 77 and Sarah Jessica Parker is 55. So <laughs> they're not the same age. They're not. <laughs> At all. Um, Charlotte and Harry, now we go to them and they're saying goodbye to Rock and Lily as they head off to camp for four weeks. I can't even tell you what I would do with that. Four weeks. Aren't most camps like two weeks? Most camps are like one week. Really? I, I was never allowed anyway, to go. I don't, know. I don't know. I never could go. I would be crying daily, missing my parents. I was such a yeah. loser. I couldn't even go I, to school without crying. I miss my mother. Oh my God. No, we did. My mom did sign me up one summer to PAL, which is the Police Athletic League. And this is in Washington Heights. And we got to be in the armory. And I got to go to basketball camp with Kim Hampton of the New York oh, Liberty. So it was really exciting and I have her autograph and a little certificate of completing basketball camp. I need to find that because I've been on a New York Liberty kick. I've been going to games and going to one tomorrow. I've seen that, place. yes. I'm yeah. so excited. I love these That's girls. Cool. That's cool. 
So they're saying goodbye and LTW and her husband are there as well. And they're like, oh, what are we going to do without the kids? Blah, blah, blah. And Harry and Charlotte, like, they know what they're doing. They just book it out of there. Like, goodbye. See you later. Bone zone. And <laughs> LTW. And I'm sorry. I just don't want anything to do with Harry naked or <laughs> in a sexual way. LTW and her husband talk about their upcoming 20th anniversary party. Now we go to Miranda's and she's sleeping on the couch and Steve is hitting a punching bag. When did they make Steve the most irritating character on earth? And why is he hot all of a sudden? This is like their redemption of Steve because I listened to the, and just like that companion podcast with Michael Patrick King. And he was talking about people, the main complaint they had that Steve was just a sad sack and how Mm -hmm. could we do that to Steve? So this is them kind of be like, all right, so yeah, Miranda left him for someone who's non-binary, but he's going to get ripped and he's going to be hot now and just chill. Because that is not Steve's appeal. Yeah, but that's what they were going for. Yeah, this is the problem, though. <laughs> like, when you think back to the finale of the series, is the finale when he loses his mother, when she wanders out of the house, and then they meet on the Brooklyn Bridge halfway, or is that the movie? That's the movie, yeah. Okay. When you think back to that, like, Steve was... I don't want to say... He wasn't, like, a bumbling fool. He never. I don't think he ever was. But he was, like, dorky... And like cute, and Miranda really liked that. And this is—he's not hot. His hotness is in his like, like nerdiness. Yeah, because when they first met, and he was the bartender, he was reading the art of bartending. Ironic, you know. Yeah. And he was like a smart guy. He was kind of trying to teach Miranda how to be a fucking human being because mm-hmm. she was mad that Carrie ditched her for a piece of veal, a politically incorrect meat, as she said. <laughs> so. There were aspects of him that were kind of like, you know, the working class guy, but he's really smart because he's kind of seen it all as a bartender. He's really wise. And then when he wasn't good enough for Miranda, if you notice throughout the series, they started to kind of dumb him down and make him annoying to give Mm. them a reason to have Miranda break up with him. Yeah, it's it's we don't need like. Them making Steve all buff and hot is like what they do to like the uh, animated characters when they make them porny for certain communities. Like they'll make like Peter Pan all buff and shit. It's weird. We don't need (laughs) it. Don't fuck with our Steve. Okay. So um, Carrie talks to Seema about Enid saying that they're the same age and the job offer to write for Vivante. And Seema finds out it's Enid Frick and flips out about how great Enid is. And she's a legend and she writes Ask Enid. Seema tells Carrie, you have to go to the startup, which she was invited to. And then you have to leverage that for a mention in the column. Like, you need to get transactional and that's okay. Yeah, I have to say, one of the only characters I could stand on this show is Seema. I really like oh her. Oh my god, I love her. I mm-hmm. think that she fits in seamlessly. It's like, I get how they became friends. It was like, you know, she was her real estate agent, blah, blah, blah. And then a real friendship developed and she could actually reach out to her with things like this, like career stuff like that. Because Mm -hmm. Seema, as we know, she's a boss. Yeah. I love her. She's a boss. Mm -hmm. Would you say she fits in Seema-lessly? She does. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And she has no boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Which well, her name I, means I, boundaries and she has none. 
Yeah. Am I a writer for in just like that now that I could come up with jokes like that? Maybe. All right. Now for the cringe scene of the episode. There's one in every episode. <sighs> Harry and Charlotte are banging and calling mm-hmm. each other so fucking hot. You're so fucking hot. You're so fucking hot. And then she asks, guys, I'm just reading this. Okay, this is <laughs> Amy is beat red right now. Oh, this is a lot even for me. And I can be quite trashy. <laughs> she says, Do you want to come on my tits? And he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not my birthday. She's like, it's better than your birthday. The kids aren't here. Leslie. Charlotte would not say this. Charlotte would not say this. Charlotte is evolved. You have to understand. <laughs> you can't defend it. You can't defend Listen, it. Listen, okay. With the Harry and Charlotte storyline, uh, finish up what happens okay. with the All finale. Right. Yeah. So he ha- he appears to have an orgasm, but she's not covered in his jizz, and she's not happy about that. And I just wrote Kristen Davis is the worst actress right now and she's not a terrible actress but in that scene she could not act that scene because this is not her listen okay so here's my defense so harry and charlotte the storyline dust balls basically is reminiscent of a sex in the city storyline where charlotte drags the ladies to a tantric sex class in some lady's apartment remember this Mm -hmm. because the guy that she was sleeping with kept calling her you fucking bitch no this is the one that fell asleep while she was doing Mm -hmm. him so she was like am i bad in bed blah 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 it was that whole Mm storyline so remember that this man is pleasured manually to completion by his wife in public and it lands on Miranda's face. So this is not that far off. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, I bring this up because Sex and the City fans, OG fans have put the original show on such a pedestal. And I think that we're forgetting what the actual show was. Are we just referencing the E reruns, the TBS reruns? Because wait a minute, wait a minute. That wait show a minute. was let really me, Let me dirty. go back. Because it's been a long time since I've seen the original. Yeah. Charlotte pleasured her husband and his jizz flew onto Miranda? No, 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 no. They went to a tantric workshop. The lady leading the class had her husband, who was hairy and like super old, and she pleasures him to completion. And she's taking notes because, you know, she's a good student, Charlotte. And then when the guy ejaculates, it falls on Miranda's, you know, face. But I guess my problem is not with the filth. Like, because we had a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It's Charlotte. This is not Charlotte. She's I, evolved. I, I mean, I don't they're know. Trying to Maybe... make her they're trying to make her Samantha. I think that they're trying to push it with everyone. And I think that um, Kristen Davis was kind of like, I'm game. Tap me in. <laughs> Kristen Davis was like, how do I end my life right now in this no! scene? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now they're at lunch, of course. And Charlotte is sharing this with everybody. It's Miranda, Carrie, and Anthony. I and love, Miranda- can I just say that I yeah. love Anthony when love he's him. part of the girls? I love mm-hmm. this so much. He fits he's- in perfectly. And I think that's because Michael Patrick King is, you know, a 60-year-old gay guy. Like, he can, yes. he knows that world. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know Charlotte's world. I'm sorry, he just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you need a basic white bitch to write this shit. Not, not you know, somebody who's, like, more interesting. 
All right. So Charlotte is telling Miranda, Carrie, and Anthony about this. Miranda says, jizz-free sex sounds like an upgrade. And Carrie says, jizz is like an old friend. I wouldn't miss, I would miss it if it were gone. Really? Really? The thing was with, not only does she say jizz-free, she said jizz, jizz, jizz. It was weird. It was weird. Jizz. I was like, when is she going to land this plane? <laughs> <laughs> the jizz plane landed. So Anthony weighs in um, at uh, Miranda's re- request that he's the sole ejaculator in the group. And he says, this is dust balls. And Charlotte says, I love cum. It's like confetti after a parade. And Miranda goes, who knew you were a cum slut? I can't. I can't with this. I almost <laughs> tapped out at this t- this moment. It is so bad that I watch with closed captioning on. And when Charlotte said to Harry, do you want to come on my tits? The closed captioning said C-O-M-E. Like they couldn't even handle it. Wow. And then in this conversation, it was spelled C-U-M. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the first time it was spelled, they were like, we can't make these words come out of Charlotte and Harry's bedroom. All right, now we get to LTW, and she and her husband are at dinner. They're enjoying the kids being gone. They talk a little bit more about their anniversary party and how he was the one to send out the invitations, and I immediately knew those invitations were not getting sent out. Yep. And husband, I don't know his name, husband. Herbert. Herbert, okay. Has decided not to run for city comptroller. Because he just thinks that she has too much on her plate and with him tied up, it's going to, you know, um, make her, her job, like more duties will be falling on her and that's not fair. And she's like, oh my God, I want to fuck your brains out right now. Let's go home. So there we go. (laughs) Charlotte and Harry are now at a doctor. Um, Okay. So go to, you can even go to Bing. You could go to Ask Jeeves. And type in, can you have an orgasm without ejaculating? And you will get the exact answer the doctor gave them. I I tried it. Okay. So uh, Doc says, what you had is called a dry orgasm. The semen went into your bladder instead of the penis. And the doctor tells Harry he needs to do Kegels. And then we Mm -hmm. get a scene of Charlotte walking him through this. And he's joking around and she says... Do you ever want to come again or not? And he says, I do. I want to shoot all over you. What? What? This makes me want to cry. I, I don't know anyone who talks like that. I Maybe I mean, I'm missing out. I don't, I don't know. Maybe this would have been hot in the original series when they were like in their late 20s or early 30s or however. Ageist. Ageist. No, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to hear like... I just think you advance beyond that. It's not that I'm being ageist. Like, I just expect better from older people. <laughs> like, I would not have this conversation with my friends. Yeah, but they've always been kind of like the group that kind of says it all. Not suitable I, for work I'm wrong. I could talk about this to Stephanie. Okay. But I would be, I would be like, so Timmy and I had a situation last night. And, uh. What we expected to happen did not happen. Like I would, I would, I would not be like he didn't jizz all over my tits. <laughs> like, it's you so mean you weird. wouldn't tell Stephanie over <laughs> coffee loudly at Starbucks that he didn't jizz on your tits? 
No, no, no. And Stephanie would not wax poetic about jizz and how it's her old dear friend. <laughs> I guess you guys aren't true friends. We're not true friends. Part? We're not. We're not back <laughs> friends like that. <laughs> All right. So now Miranda and Steve, they're at therapy with Brady. And Brady's like, so, you know, I'm done talking about my breakup now. Like, I feel pretty good. Like, Louisa's gone, whatever. And the therapist is like, good. And Steve goes, good for you, Brady. Okay, so I guess we're done. And Brady's like, hold up. I need to talk about your breakup. And they look stunned, which I don't know why they would be. And Steve says, oh, your mother and I are keeping you out of it. We want to talk privately about this. And Brady's like, I am in the middle of this. Like, what are you not getting? Yeah. The therapist says, the therapist, now you know I am familiar with many therapists. Why is she, she looks younger than I do. She looks very young, which might have been fine for Brady in this specific situation. Right. But she, she just basically says there needs to be a permanent solution here. Speaking of like the living situation, she doesn't say like, okay, well, what is the status of your marriage? Are you guys breaking up? Are you getting a divorce? Let's talk about how that can affect Brady. Let's like, there's so many. And instead she just goes, well, I guess one of you needs to move out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Steve says that he will find an apartment closer to his bar. And then, yep. And then Brady announces, oh, BT dubs, I'm not starting college in the fall. And Steve's like, that's okay, bud. Whatever you need, bud. You know, it's fine. And Miranda's like secretly on fire. And she's like, this is fine. Everything is fine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. (laughs) So now we cut to Miranda freaking out to Carrie and... What here, like, if I could salvage this episode in any place, it's probably here. Because she does say something that we're all familiar with. She says, I'm the one who blew up the marriage. So it's kind of like an unspoken agreement that Steve won't smack me or punch me in the face for that. (laughs) But in, in return, like my say or my voice in this marriage is diminished. Right. And I thought that is, that's a real dynamic that people deal with. It is because I feel like what Steve is doing is okay, let's keep a you know united front for Brady, which a lot of mm-hmm. parents who are co parenting after a breakup do. Sure. But he's giving in to everything. He is being the fun dad. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to eat your broccoli, just have ice cream for dinner. You know, he's kind of mm-hmm. doing that. You don't want to go to college? That's fine, buddy. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And, 
again, we see a glimpse here of like the old Miranda that she's flipping out about it. And yes. I'm grateful. I love that smash cut because she was like, no, I have nothing to say. I have so much to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Now, unfortunately, we have to see JDS. Ah, JDS. So they get to Chase's place and Lyle answers the door. Mm-hmm. And as we remember from last episode, I still believe Lyle's going to be Carrie's love interest. You did call the fact that they wouldn't have brought him in without him playing a bigger role. And mm-hmm. we see some of that this episode. Mm-hmm. Miranda says, they so they walk in, Che and Lyle are setting up some furniture. Miranda goes, Che with an elevator is even hotter than Che with the five flight walk up. And they just start making out. Because mm-hmm, they're teenagers. It's cringy. Like these are near 50 year old people mm-hmm. older than that cynthia nixon i don't know how old the character is supposed to be but she's probably closer to 60 if sjp is 55 yeah i think that they're supposed to all be like 55 56. yeah they're like in their mid 50s yeah this she is, is a lot younger though like 40 something okay so here's the thing about miranda which i read um someone posted this and i, I wish i knew um the name but maybe they wouldn't want to be shouted on a podcast but what mm. they said was that she herself was a queer woman who came out later in life and she says miranda's behavior no 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 the person or the that, poster oh okay. the poster okay so the poster okay. saying that she herself was a lesbian who came out mm-hmm. later in life after her 40s after a marriage and that mm-hmm. cynthia nixon's portrayal of miranda is kind of accurate because at the at the beginning, it's exciting and new, and you're having your second adolescence. So that is what oh, we're seeing. So that's okay. why it's so erratic. And even later on, there's a point where she's like, my visual reaction is no, but let me see if I'm okay yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. So that's what it is. Okay. Okay. All right. I think if I just didn't hate the character of Che Diaz so much. Yeah, that's the thing. If Che was a little more likable, I mean, Che is Che's becoming getting better. Che's better. getting better. Yes. But had we not had such a sour introduction to Che, <laughs> I <Che>. think <laughs> poor, I mean, Sarah Ramirez, amazing actor, poor, yep. poor thing. Yeah. Yep. All right. So um, Miranda and Che go to fuck and Carrie and Lyle get to chatting and Miranda and Che are like making out up against a wall and Miranda just wants to talk about Lyle. And Che says, look, Lyle drove me across the country, helped me pack up, blah, 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 did all the shit. Like, I'm not just going to throw him to the curb. He really helped me here. And he's going to sleep on the couch, so don't worry about it. Now, in a real bizarre twist, we learn that Lyle was a Beverly Hills hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Did you see this coming? No. And the fact that he had so many rings on his finger, why would that make him a hairstylist? Wouldn't hair get tangled in any of rings? Yeah, and like... I, I don't know. It, it was just, I just didn't see it coming. It was weird. I was like, okay. Like, I could see him being like, oh, I was a bar- barber in Santa Cruz. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But like a Beverly Hills hairdresser is like fancy. He yeah. doesn't strike me as fancy. No, not Although at all. he's a mixologist. So. Which that tells, tracks. Yes. He tells Carrie the list of clients he's had, including Che, before they were Che. And how they hooked up and how they got married. So we get a little bit of Che's backstory. Not that we give two shits about it. 
<laughs> now it's LTW's anniversary party, and there's a famous gallery owner named Mark Kasabian, and he recognizes Charlotte because apparently Charlotte had discovered somebody at some point, which must have been in the series. And I just Probably. it's been so yeah. long since I saw that series. So no one is coming because husband didn't press send on the invite emails. So there we go. He had one job. He had one, one job. job. One job. The people there have to eat all of the food. They had like a four course meal for 30 people. I was like, let's not forget that um, Mama Wexley is there. Mama Wexley is there and LTW's dad. Yes. Is there. So Charlotte and Mark talk a little bit about their kids. And then LTW's dad makes a toast to her movie being in the Tribeca Film Festival. Of course it is. And Mark and Charlotte talk about how LTW is getting back into her work and her passion. And Mark says, hey, you know, it's not too late. Why don't you come for come work for me in my gallery? And she turns him down, but says that he made her night by asking. And he, he when, before he leaves, he's kind of like, if you ever change your mind, call me again. So I have a feeling we'll be seeing him again. Because he's right. another pretty famous actor. I forget his name, yes. but he's also well known. Yeah, from Alias. I completely forgot Thank you. his name. Alias. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's LT- talking to Charlotte because I don't think you mentioned that it was Charlotte. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Yep. So LTW forgot to order the cake and Mama Wexley goes off and she's like, you didn't send out paper invites because you were working and then you forgot to order the cake. And you know what? I didn't forget to order cake because I baked every cake myself and I was happy to do it. And LTW, I have to give her credit, totally mm-hmm. maintains her cool. But her father doesn't. And he comes back at Mama Wexley and says, you know what? Your husband is obsessed with money. My daughter's doing some art and something, putting something good into the world. And husband is obsessed with money and not doing anything great. And LTW says, oh yeah, guess what? He's running for city comptroller. (laughs) So this is their next storyline, I guess. You know, I want to say something about Herbert's mother. She behaves like a mother-in-law, literally in the Stone Age, like from the Flintstones, like Wilma's mom. Yes. She's yes. that annoying. And even yes. more so to the fact that now Wilma's mom seems delightful. I might watch the Flintstones again. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's, it's, I always feel very protective of the mother-in-law trope because my mother-in-law is wonderful. And right. I've, I've been married twice and I have to say I've had two lovely mother-in-laws. so and my parents both had lovely mother-in-laws like i don't know this form of a mother-in-law maybe i'm just lucky and that's privilege very lucky my ex-mother-in-law was a fucking nightmare she's a piece of shit (laughs) and i hope she hears this but she doesn't speak english mierda i was just gonna say i have friends who have not had great mother-in-laws yeah and i get it but it's like it's just like we don't need come on like she wouldn't say this in front of it maybe she would in front of a dinner party i don't know well to be fair the dinner party consisted of like six people so true <laughs> true like i could imagine i think more subtlety would have benefited them here like if they had written a scene where she's talking to herbert about it and bitching about ltw and ltw overhears you know what i mean or they're talking yeah. louder than they think they are and the party overhears that would have been a little more subtle in my opinion. But no, she needs to rub it in everyone's face that she is not good enough for her son. Yeah, despite the 20 funny. years they've been together and the two children. Or is it three? I, I don't even know. Is it three children they have? I don't, I don't know. 
So this is a sentence I never thought I'd write. Later, Charlotte jerks Harry off and they're thrilled when he jizzes all over her. There you go. There you go. That's me applauding. Congratulations. Harry and your milky, chalky, old man jizz. Oh, Amy! Right. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just took notes for... Um, I don't know if you guys listen to Hey Bunky. If you're if you're Bunkies, which a lot of you are, yeah, I've been taking notes for um, Temptation Island, and I used the word taint a lot in this this week's episode. Let me just say, <laughs> okay, I need to tune in. <laughs> the taints of it all. So at Chase, the foursome is getting drunk and talking about Che and Lyle's marriage and how they were poly pioneers because they had a girlfriend. Ooh, you had a girlfriend. Ooh. So Lyle tells Carrie, I don't want you to think like I'm some pervy straight guy. Che wanted to break out of the norms. And then we find out like Che gave him an ultimatum. Like you either do this or I'm fucking gone. And then then he says the girlfriend was his first pegging. Okay. I love how Carrie's kind of like, why am I still here? Yeah. Yeah. Because this is all happening in front of Carrie, by the way. But I will say that this conversation, even though it was a little out there, was more believable to me than Charlotte and Harry in the privacy in their own bedrooms being like, come on my tits. Like, this is, God. All right. So, Che and Miranda, Lyle passes out in the bed. And in the middle of the night, Che and Miranda, because they decide to sleep next to him in the bed, which is super weird. Like we all do. They start having sex right next to him. Lyle wakes up and he wants to join in and they're asking Miranda, is this okay? And she's like, my visceral reaction is no, but maybe I'm just scared. So Mm -hmm. she's like, okay, let's try it. So she starts to have a threesome. Then she gets a Charlie horse midway through and bails. (laughs) Because she's old. We have to keep pushing the fact that these women are old. They are Mm -hmm. walking corpses and Mm -hmm. we must shame them constantly about their age. Of course. That's the one gripe I have about this. That it's like That's we the know, one gripe? One gripe? You know, <laughs> we know how old these women are. Stop yeah. reminding us every fucking episode. Yeah. And 55 is not old. It's not old. No. So, okay. Especially in Hollywood. They all look great. Come on. Now, when Miranda's leaving, she does give Jay, Jay, she does give Che permission to continue having sex. Mm-hmm. But Che decides not to and follows Miranda out to the couch. All right. Now the the final scene here. Carrie gets to the old person event. <laughs> and Gloria Steinem is there. And Mitzi is there. Mitzi Ben now, Mufflin. Throughout the episode, Carrie kept getting this weird text from this guy who was like, mm-hmm. I want to meet you. His name was Marlon. Like, I want to meet you. I want to date you. And she didn't know where this was coming from. And we find out now that Mitzi was the one who had sent that date to Carrie. Mitzi wants Carrie to bang Marlon because she's like, um, I banged him and he was amazing. Amy, have you ever banged a guy that was so amazing, but just not date worthy that you'd be like, you know what? I pass him along to my friend. No. no. Who does that? No, I get possessive in that way. No. Yeah, No. It's my dick. Sorry. She talks to, uh, Mitzi talks to Carrie about having sex with her husband, Bobby, which we talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. Nathan Lane, you said, played Yes, it? Nathan Lane played him. 
And Carrie says, I always thought Bobby was gay. And Mitzi says, he was, which is why he tried so hard. And then she said, I love a challenge. And I just wrote, oof, that's not how we talk about sexuality, guys. Come on, do better. Yeah. Like this whole trope of like, I'm going to change him from being gay. No. Mm -mm. It's not how it works. No. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I, if I had sex with a gay man, he'd become even more gay after me. (laughs) He'd be like, what is going on? down there it's gross i like penises and i'd be like stop it okay so do i high five high five uh gloria steinem gives an inspirational talk about the new frontier which is aging okay carrie leaves her phone on like you do when when gloria steinem is giving 12 of you an inspirational talk you leave your (laughs) ringer on and she gets a dick pic from Mitzi. Yeah. It's of Marlin's dick, who we learned Mitzi calls the human tripod and has to explain that means he has a big dick and it's like a third leg. Yeah, we know what a tripod is, Mitzi. Yeah, we know. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie runs into Gloria Steinem afterwards and thanks her for being who she is. And Carrie says... You know, I was really being ageist and I didn't think I belonged here. And they have this nice talk, which is fine. And Gloria Steinem kind of makes Carrie feel better about things. And Carrie tells Enid, you know what? I would love to write for Vivante. And Enid says, oh, oh, I don't want you to write for me. I need your money. I need 100K. What the? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carrie says, oh, Enid, if I give you 100K, I have to give everyone 100K. I love that. That was a good payoff. Enid says, if I put you in Ask Enid, what would you be willing, what would you be comfortable investing? And now Gloria Steinem walks by and they get a selfie with her. Steinem, Enid, and Carrie. And Enid's like, can I just see that photo before you post it? And as she's scrolling through, she sees Marlon's dick pic and recognizes it as her boyfriend's dick. Leslie, I cannot please tell, check please out. tell our male viewers that this is not a thing. Our male listeners, which we probe to. Please tell them this is not a thing. Listen, as someone who got divorced around at age 30 and then started going on the apps, I have a treasure trove, or at least I did at one point, of unsolicited dick pics. So I've seen them all in all forms, all shapes and sizes and colors. I could not pick out a dick out of a lineup, not even my own partners. So I don't know. And let me ask you this. Were any of those dick pics professionally shot like it looks like this one was from the side with perfect lighting? No, it usually have like a thumb in it or something (laughs) or like the weird socks in the bottom and their underwear. You're like, ew, you couldn't like make this look better gross gross so now now that has like you know carrie's upper hand has diminished and she's like oh because then she goes i don't sleep with your boyfriend enid's like you're sleeping with my boyfriend that's his dick it's marlin carrie's like i would never date a man that old and now enid is like you motherfucker (laughs) and that's the story now now okay so then carrie goes i'm gonna rewrite the ending to this okay okay you tell me which ending's better. This is the real ending. The real ending is Enid's offended. And Carrie's like, how much do you need? I don't have my checkbook on me. 
do you take PayPal? And Enid's like, yes, I take PayPal. And Carrie's like, huh. Ah. And just like that, Enid and I became pen pals. Again. PayPal. Mm-hmm. PayPal, I'm sorry. Again, overwriting. Here's how it should have ended. Okay. Carrie should have said, how much do I owe you again? I don't have my checkbook on me. Cut. And just like that, Enid and I became PayPal's. That's all you needed. You didn't need okay. to tell the joke twice. You don't need to explain the joke. Stop explaining the joke. Yeah, there's a lot of explaining of the oh, jokes. It's almost like, God. are you guys, did you guys see how funny you are? Did, did you catch how Right. Do you know are? what a human tripod is? Like, this guy has a big guys, Do I need to did, tell you what it is? Catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're clever. We're clever. There's a lot of that going on, which annoys me. But here's the thing. Are we to believe that Carrie could successfully transfer $100,000 via PayPal? No, there's no mm-mm, way you could mm-mm. barely transfer 500 a month via PayPal. I watched the John Mulaney special, Baby J. Venmo and apps like that have a limit. You cannot yeah. buy more drugs than monthly. You're allowed monthly. So no, <laughs> I think PayPal is like a thousand or something. PayPal has got to have a limit. They're not going to let you transfer a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. Maybe they would. I'm not in the business of transferring a hundred thousand dollars. Owning $100,000 or ever seeing $100,000. You know, us poor unfortunate souls don't have the luxury of having PayPal trust us with that kind of transaction. No. So maybe, I mean, maybe Zelle could do it. I don't know. But Uh, even then, because Zelle is connected to Chase, or at least Chase, JP Morgan Chase acquired it, there's still a limit. You can't just, I think... If you have good credit or money in the bank, maybe five thousand is the limit. But you got to go to like a cashier for that. I'm gonna look this up. Is there a limit on PayPal? Because I'm I mean, not there's sure. There's a like, limit I for me. There's a limit for me because I'm poor. <laughs> okay. Verified users can send or accept a maximum of ten thousand dollars in a single payment. Wow. Okay. Oh. The maximum amount that could be transferred in a single day is ten thousand or a hundred thousand. So she would have to do ten payments of ten thousand dollars, but she could Christ. do it all in one day. But that would get flagged. I feel like it would get flagged. I don't know. I don't know. Now this one says you could send up to sixty thousand. So maybe we're wrong. I think it might depend on your bank, maybe, and like how much you have in your bank. It well, it's definitely going to depend on how much you have in your bank. Because if I try to send somebody $10,000, that shit's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, girl. Any other thoughts on this shit show? I didn't watch the previews. God damn it. Did you watch the previews? I did watch the previews, but I completely forgot what they were about. Honestly. I mean, I, I can try to guess. Che Diaz mm-hmm. is going to going to make out with Miranda hardcore in the middle of the street and I don't know. Miranda's gonna like forget she's a person. I, I have no idea what's gonna happen. I mean I, at this I point I honestly forgot what it was, yeah. At this point, one of our listeners I forget her first name, brilliant listener, said it's almost like they're just pulling cards against humanity out of the deck and writing according to what they're pulling. And it could be any de- any card out of that deck at this point. And see, here's the thing. If you listen to the companion podcast and just like that with, you they know, think they're doing a good job, don't they? 
Do they think and they're all the writers? Oh my god, so much self congratulatory. They're like patting themselves on the back, and then they'd be like, and then that payoff. It was brilliant. And there was this one instance, I can't remember what the joke was, but it was like they had an idea of a joke. Oh, the Casper, the friendly come joke, or oh, come yeah, ghost. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, that phrase was tossed around in the days of Sex in the City. And they were like, we got to use it at some point. And then now they you were mean like, when oh. they were writing the show in the 90s? Yeah. And then they were like, oh my God, perfect moment. So no. that's part of the issue. A lot of the stuff is old stuff that they, I guess, wanted to do, wanted to use, didn't get to, and don't realize that. Unlike the first season when they try to do an overhaul of everything super new. Now they're just going back to the old stuff. Mm. I don't really nope. get it. Nope, nope, nope. But I didn't hate this episode. I enjoyed it. I my my thing is that what it makes you, me. What are where are you on the rage o meter from one to ten? Where's your rage on this? The thing is that I'm mad at myself mostly because I can't tell if I, I can't tell what's good anymore. I feel like this show. <laughs> change my perspective on life because I would literally finish watching an episode and look there's no one in the room with me and go huh was that good did I enjoy that like I have to ask myself this okay so and then I go back and justify why it was decent or better than last season you are a loyalist you are a loyalist you are and and I appreciate that but are you we still need an answer where is your rage are you on the low end, like a two, three? No, I'm like midway, so like a five. I'm at like a nine. <laughs> a five because there are one or two jokes that do land that I'm like, ah. Oh. But then the payoff isn't great because then they'll be like, did you just see that? And then you're like, oh, you just yeah. ruined it. Yeah, you just ruined it. Yeah. We need to get in there. We're both writers. We need to get we into are. our writing room. I think one of the first episodes, I forgot what the ending was, but I completely rewrote the entire ending in my, Mm -hmm. in like a second, like off the top of Mm -hmm. my head Mm -hmm. to someone. I was like, but what if they said X, Y, and Z? And everybody was like, that actually it's better. And I'm like, should I be a script doctor? Should I punch up these scripts? Like, hello, hire me. They just need a little more subtlety. Like for example, when Che and Lyle are talking about how they had a girlfriend and stuff, we understand that was that was new at the time. We don't mm-hmm. need you to say we were poly pioneers and, and slap five. We don't need that. Well, it's like, because they're probably you know thinking, I mean? you know, people over 50 don't know what that is. It's like people are, if you expect us that, to believe that these women exist in this current world in 2023, then mm-hmm. they should have heard about these things. So who yes. is this for? And that's my frustration. That sometimes I ask myself, who is this writing for? Is it for the audience? Is it No, it's for the writers room. For the writers, like what is going on? It's like a circle jerk project at this point. Um, let me ask you this. In the series, cuz I don't remember, did Mitzi's husband die in the series or in a movie? No. Um, in the first episode of And Just Like That, season one, she talks about how he died during COVID and they couldn't have a proper funeral for him. Okay. And did Carrie just run into her? I forget. Yep. It was like one of the beginning opening scenes. The three ladies are in a restaurant and then she pops in and they're like, ah, and she squeals because of they get course they haven't top. seen each other in 20 years. Because, you know, COVID. 
Yeah. So. All right. All right, Leslie. I mean, at least I get to hang out with you for an hour, which yeah. makes it all better. So here's the thing. If you love Sex and the City and you're a purist like me, you might agree with me a little bit or you might hate me. And I do not care because mm. I love these characters. I'll see them at the nursing home. I'll see <laughs> their ghosts from the grave. I'll watch it. I'll criticize it, but I will watch it with Look, impunity. Your undying loyalty and belief in the good of this show is what is charming about you. So we love you. <laughs> it's because I love them so much and I want them to succeed. And that's I the know, thing. I know. I know. And then there are episodes where you'll have a scene or two where there's like that glimmer. And you're like, oh, oh my God. Yes, they're turning it around. And then it's like, nope. I know. I, I feel you. I feel you. All right, guys, if you haven't already, please check out our Facebook group. It's called Backdoor Friends, which can be open for all anal lovers <laughs> or just, you know, the kind of friends that come in through the back door, lay all their secrets on you and would help you bury a body. And talk um, about dust balls. And talk about dust balls. So we are on Facebook. We're also on Instagram at Little Miss Recap. And you can check out all of our episodes our reviews and you can also leave us a voicemail and if you leave us a voicemail we'll play some of them on air and that is on the website so go to lomasrecap.com and on the right hand side you'll see a little thing that says leave us a voicemail leave us a voicemail are you team leslie are you team amy now it's a competition now it's a competition (laughs) remember i'm a woman of color yeah (laughs) i'm just just adding that for points All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Leslie, tell them where they can find you. You can find me online at Sinister Girls. It's a music interview podcast. We just had this band from Chicago named Mirrors. They're amazing. It was a great chat. It was like a 30-minute episode. Sometimes they're a little shorter. Sometimes they're a little longer. It really depends on how the conversation goes. And um, we have a few people lined up. And also, I'm working on this other project on Instagram. where It has to do with... um, I'm going to pick up my photography again. Let's just say that. Awesome. And a Barbie is involved. That's all ooh, I'm gonna say. Ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. And you can follow me at Amy Archer Writer. And I will link all of this in the show notes, including the link to Leslie's podcast, Sinister Girls, which is spelled with the Z on the end. Don't forget. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.